What's going on, guys? James Camacho here. This is Kicking It With Camacho. Coming to you live from a gloomy, gloomy day here in New York City. Um, I hope uh, the I hope I don't look too dark. Although that would mean people think I'd have a bigger penis. But <laughs> it's uh, it's a gloomy day in New York. It's about three. Well, it's about four and. A, it's cloudy and gray and gross, and uh, I really depend on the natural lighting of my apartment for uh, the the picture quality. But I can uh, do some magic in uh, in post. So I hope hope the the podcast uh, hope it doesn't look too bad this week. Um, how you guys doing? Hope you're doing well. Hope your Thanksgiving was phenoms. And uh, if you came out to my New York City show, I uh, appreciate it. Um, I'll probably have a recap of that night next week, but, uh, this week we'll be recapping my weekend in Toronto, um, and, uh, we're gonna do a Patreon shoutouts, obviously. Um, I made a list of thingamajiggers to talk about, talk about a little bit, uh, a little bit of Matt Rife cancellation. Um, <clears throat> it's about a week later, but, uh, I don't know if he's really canceled, but, uh, his Netflix special came out, and he's, you know, trending and stuff, and uh, people are giving him a lot of shit. We'll talk about that this week, and uh, yeah. So uh, first off, let's let's uh, shout out the Patreon members. I think we have a new one that signed up for the free tier, which I didn't even know is a thing. But uh, like I said before, I assume if you sign up for the free tier, you don't get the content you just get some of the free stuff i post there which is just the podcast um on the day it comes out so i don't know why you would want to join um but anyway so erica polly joined um i hope that's not my mom my mom has her name is erica as well and all my mom does is make different accounts and, and sign up she she'll like make different accounts to like like my content with and then, and she thinks she's like helping, but it's like, I try to tell her, it's like, you know, you can't, what's the, what's the, let me try to think of a way to frame this. It's like, you can't hide from the truth. You know, it's like, if my mom makes like a hundred accounts and like likes a hundred of my, it gives me like a hundred likes on a post or whatever, it, it translates to, to one real fan, you know? So, you know, as much as she's nice trying to do all this stuff, this could be, this could, Erica probably could be a whole nother person too. So I, I, I'm just assuming, but it's like, it's funny. Cause like my mom will try to help me, but she's not helping me. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's nice. It's a uh, very sweet, but it kind of bums me out because like, I'll like look at a post and I'll see it has like, whatever, a bunch of likes and then I see like whatever like 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 let's say on YouTube I post a video and then like I you know I'll check it it's got a comment and like two likes and I'm like whoa comment two likes I'm gonna be famous and then I see it's like both likes are for her both are her accounts you know it's just like oh that translates to basically zero you know anyways all right whatever um so we have Erica Polly Love Angeles, Amy Chen, Reshma, Su Chin, Eric, Erica, 
QQ, Zach Robles, Shamari Linton. Thank you so much for your patronage, as always. Um, yeah, if you want to sign up for the Patreon, we haven't had a new person subscribe in a pretty long time. I think the the people that are willing to uh, support me, I think we've uh, we've uncovered them all. Um, but yeah, you know, you get the extra ten to twenty minutes of bonus content, which. I just posted a sneak peek of uh, the first Patreon bonus I did. That's on my YouTube, youtube.com slash James Camacho, if you want to go check that out. Get a little bit of sneak sneak peek of uh, what you can expect. Um, yeah, but obviously, you know, if you want to, if you don't want to pay, just uh, keep supporting the podcast. If you can, just watch it on YouTube so I can uh, accumulate my watch hours. So I can monetize my YouTube channel, which is, uh, we're doing pretty good. We're about um, 1,358 hours of 3,000, uh, about halfway there. And uh, that is up about 400 hours since I think a month ago. So we're on a pretty good pace. If you uh, crunch up the numbers, you know, <laughs> I'm doing that fucking old school register thing, right? Or the, or the, the guy with the visor. And like the the pencil in his ear, right? The receipts come out. Um, you know, if we do, if we're doing four hundred hours uh, a month, let's say, what's one? What's four hundred times twelve? Around forty forty eight hundred. So yeah, I should have my channel monetized uh, eventually. Anyways, yeah, keep watching stuff. I just posted a new clip. On my Patreon, a new stand-up clip about pickleball. That's it's pretty funny. Um, I'm speaking pretty. I'm even though it's my video. I'm want to say I'm objective, object, pretty objectively speaking. It's pretty funny. Go watch it if you haven't. And um, yeah, thank you so much. All right. So Toronto, Canada. Um, thank you for the few people that came out. Did four shows there. Uh, had a uh, had a. Uh, a couple people come out and see me on the early show Friday, and then uh, a couple people come out late show Friday, and then I think Saturday, the owner of the club told me there was a person from Toronto, not Toronto, from Detroit that called inquiring about the show. I don't know if they came. If they did, they didn't say hi to me after, which is, uh, um, what the fuck? If you're going to come to my show, you got to say hi. FYI, like, if you ever end up coming to see me live, which I really hope you do, jamescomanch.com for uh, tour dates, come say hi to me after. Come come to the merch table, the meet and greet, whatever. Don't be shy. I, I, I love to interact with fans um, and uh, just uh, meet you guys. And, um, but yeah, so uh, not that many people came out. We honestly probably would have done better if we had just did one show or two shows instead of four um, I don't really have the, you know, enough of a fan base to really do that. But it was great. It was a great time. It was my first time in Canada. Um, I didn't know this. I thought if you went to Canada, um, you had to go through like customs on the way back to the United States. But you don't have to. Like when I went to Canada, I had to, you know, stand on that line. I had to get like the receipt. And I had to, they, you know, they asked me, "What are you in Canada for?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm in, I'm in for 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 uh, you know comedy." And they're like, oh, "Okay, uh, you look poor. Makes sense. Get out of here." And then um, you know all that shit. But 
I thought on the way back to uh, the States, I would have to go through customs or something, but I didn't. I just flew back in and I was with the other domestic flights. I guess if it's Canada, you don't have to go through customs. I didn't know that. Because when I did that military tour in the Middle East, I had to go through customs in, um, when I came back to, to New York City. But uh, did I? Yeah, I remember because I was in Chicago for like two, three hours when I flew back. And then I had to like, yeah, I had to go with like customs in Chicago. And then I had to like get on a transfer. So I guess Canada, maybe it's because it's so close or maybe because the United States is racist. And it's because the Middle East, we got to check the bags for bombs, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something if that was the real excuse? Yeah, it's the Middle East, you know. Just got to make sure you're not bringing anything back. But Canada, eh, you just got maple syrup. No big deal. But um, yeah, didn't have to go through customs. It was honestly, I was pretty in and out. I flew out Friday, got into Canada, um, Toronto. I went and uh, took a nap. I, I ate a cheeseburger. I prepared for my show. Did four hot shows. I mean, just just a lot of fun. This room, backroom comedy club. Great comedy club uh ariel or ariel ariel is the name it's not ariel because that's a girl's name but it's spelled the same as ariel ariel had me out there super cool dude super chill guy it's just a it's just a good hang you know it's uh it's always fun when you work with people you can just have like a normal conversation with especially as comedians you know sometimes you go on the road you work with a lot of different uh, strangers new people and, uh, you know, sometimes you show up to the club, you meet someone, you have a couple back and forth. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for coming. No problem. So how's your day? And then you could just tell the conversation. There's no connection. It's just it's just brutal, you know, just brutal, brutal, brutal. You crack a joke. They don't smile. You're like, all right, this guy hates me. But Ariel, Ariel, uh, super cool dude. We did the shows. Super funny guy. And um yeah, we went back to the condo. Uh, he was crashing there because his uh, his girlfriend got sick. So he was crashing there in the condo with me. And then we just had a fucking conversation about uh, comedy, about breakups. Like, just such an easy guy to talk to, you know. And, um, yeah, yeah, he, he is so crazy. He actually uh, was dating a girl for four years, and then they broke up. So I was kind of picking his brain about... You know how long it would take to get over it. Uh, what what uh, we kind of exchanged back and forth, like what what went wrong in the relationship, and like uh, yada yada yada, shmada shmada shmada. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get into his personal stuff. But yeah, it was just a great weekend. Um, I like this club because it's it's run by comedians. Um, literally, like the people who own it, comedians. People who book it, comedians. They're barkers, you know. And uh, if you guys don't know what barkers are. They're people that stand outside the comedy club and they, uh, you know, they try to convince people walking down the street to come into the showroom. So you had all these really, uh, really dedicated uh, comics also, oh, you know, doing short sets before me. There was one guy. Ugh, God damn it. I can't remember his name. He was on the late show. No, he was on the show Saturday. I think he was on the shows. He might have been there Friday, too. Anyways, this guy was, uh, no, maybe it was just Saturday. I don't remember, but I fucking forget his name. I wish I wrote it down, but he was so funny, dude. 
He went on right before me and like, uh, oh, he was on the late show. He was on the 10 p.m. shows Friday and Saturday. And uh, this guy was fucking uh, really good. He uh, he only did like a eight minute spot, but uh, the, you could just tell the crowd really, really dug him, man. He made me kind of uh, he made me work a little bit, you know, like uh, like the crowd loved him so much. Like I went up and they were just like, hey, bring out bring out that last guy. What the fuck is this Keanu Reeves looking motherfucker doing up here? You know, and uh, you could just feel it, man. You could feel when the crowd really likes the comedian you know like really just connects with them you know like literally like at the end of both his sets like people were like clapping and wooing and like like uh just applause break and just admiration and whenever you hear that as a as the next comic you're always just kind of shaking in your boots like fucking jesus christ you know it's like calm down uh you know how am i gonna transit how am i gonna you know transition for them from from them watching this person to me you know and the first show i pulled it off no problem you know but then the second show it was a bit of a slow it's just so funny because like he does his set and he's got some pretty pretty graphic dirty material but like you know i'm not here to judge people on if they do dirty if they do clean if they do political if they do hack if they do fucking whatever pc if they do whatever i don't care right I'm the headliner. I'm supposed to be able to follow anything. Or if you're just a good comic, you should be able to follow anything, right? So he does this really graphic graphic material. Like he's literally talking about uh, fetishes, like sexual fetishes and like jizz, right? Like pretty crazy shit. And um, <laughs> he literally is talking about eating jizz. That's, that's what his uh, bits are. And, uh, you know, he kills. Then I go up. <laughs> I just remember the second, the the last show of the weekend. I, he does all these jizz eating jokes, and then I literally go up. Just imagine if someone talks about eating cum and fucking uh, what was it like? Yeah, eating like having his girlfriend. No, no, coming on his girlfriend and, and eating and off his girlfriend, something like that, right? And uh, oof, this hope this doesn't get uh, demonetized or uh, blocked from YouTube or whatever. But anyways, so. He talks about that, gets off, and then the host brings me right on. And then I'm going up there like, so, my mom's Chinese. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, dude. It's like, um, what? You know, it's just such like, it's like it's like if Andrew Dice went on doing all these hickory dickory doc fucking nursery rhymes. And then you have this like clean comic like Seinfeld go on, you know, not to say you can't follow it or Seinfeld can't follow it. I'm sure Seinfeld could. It's just like that first co- that first transition from when you're like talking about jizz and cum and like dirtiness to kind of like wholesome. Like everyone's kind of like, uh, all right. You know, it's like if you it's like, yeah, if you, it's like if you have crazy, crazy sex with someone, you know, it's like, are you really just gonna are you gonna have like a vegetable after that, you know? No, you're going to have a cigarette. You're probably going to eat some pizza. You know, you're just going to be a disgusting. When you get disgusting, you just you just go further disgusting. You don't pull back, you know. <laughs> if I yeah, if like uh, if I if I eat a girl out on her period, you know, I'm not going to then like go like, all right, let's just have missionary sex. You know, like I would probably, you know, probably spin her fucking eye or something you know get a little crazy all right this got really graphic sorry folks i know we got a lot of children that listen to this um 
Uh, we really don't. Um, what's this? What's this say here? Oh, sorry. I was looking at my Patreon thing, and it said, uh, I thought it said Shivani was was subscribing to my Patreon, which would be horrific because, as you guys know, I talk talk about how much uh, talk about her on the podcast a lot. All right. Anyway, so yeah, Toronto, great week. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, I went to the um. Arts Gallery of Ontario, which is a pretty cool museum. Um, you know, it's crazy, man. Like, I, I, it's been a while since I've like gone on the road and did tourist stuff. And you know, it's not because I'm, um, you know, uncultured and just like a herb. But it's like when I first started doing the road, like my first year, I went. You know, I did L.A., Seattle, like uh, the Grand Canyon. Um, Whatever, uh, like I would go to places for the first time, right? Like places like I, like you know, dreamed of going when I was a kid, and I would go do the tourist stuff. And as you know, I've returned to these cities. I've already seen everything, so I don't feel the need to like go out and do touristy shit. Or a lot of the gigs I do now are kind of in these nothing small towns with nothing to do. So I just usually stay in the room. I work and I jerk off and I cry, you know. So this is the first time I went to like a new major city and it was the first time I like um, did some like touristy shit. I went to the Kensington Market, which is basically just a gigantic Chinatown with thrift shops. That's all. That's literally all it is. Everyone's like, you got to go to Kensington Market. So cool. So hip. It is hip, but it's just just used varsity jackets all over the place, you know? And uh, it's just a, a lot of Asians, you know, a lot of Asians in Toronto. I didn't know, you know, that's probably why, like, a lot of my uh, requests to come play there are from there because it's uh, a lot of Asians. I would say it's like 60% Asian demographic, you know. I felt right at home, so I'm trying to say. I think I got to sneeze. Oh, shit, I think I think I went away. Yeah, it went away. You know what's crazy? If I wasn't recording the podcast, I 100% would have sneezed. I don't know what it is. You ever you ever have to sneeze and then, like, there's some kind of pressure applied and it makes it go... What makes a sneeze go away? Can we Google that? Let's Google that. Because, like, that's, that's a pretty weird phenomenon. What... What is this about? What makes a sneeze go away? Here we go. Let's take a look at some of the easiest ways to stop sneezing fast. Oh, wait. All right. Well, this is just ways to stop sneezing. Yeah, none of these are... (laughs) Okay, so these are all just ways to stop sneezing if you have the sneezes. What is this? Is sneezes like a medical condition? I got the sneezes? I've never heard of someone go say like, you know, I've heard someone say I got a cough. I've never heard someone say I got a sneeze. Hmm. Okay. It's not common to not to be able to sneeze but experts say there are a few things that can get be behind this it is possible that something is actually stuck in your nose like some kind of gunk or small object 
are even fungal spores and your body is trying to and failing to get it out. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying why why do I stop sneezing in the middle of a sneeze? What makes a sneeze go away in the middle? Let's Google that. All right, I can't find it. All right, whatever. Anyways, that was weird because I literally was about to blow a fucking jizz of wad of mu- mucus and uh, just stopped because I knew the cam. I knew the camera was looking. I could feel it. I could feel you guys staring at me. All right. Anyway, so Toronto was great. Ontario. Hopefully, I come back uh, soon. I didn't sell any goddamn tickets. Uh, I'm a piece of shit. I suck. I uh, I got four fans came out and saw me. Maybe more. I appreciate all four. I really do. You guys like. Um, I don't want to, I, you know, I'm trying to be appreciative of what I have. Don't look at what I don't have. And, uh, I got four people, um, that were like, Hey, I'll pay money to go see this, uh, Adam driver doing K-pop. So that's awesome. I appreciate it. And, uh, hopefully, uh, we keep growing and uh, the next time I go there, I won't disappoint them and I'll actually make some goddamn money. Um, anyways, so I wanted to talk about this cause this is just kind of happening and, um, I'm sure when this comes out, it's, it's going to be a little bit late, but Matt Reif put out a, a Netflix special and, uh, everyone is literally like, like not everyone. I hate to say everyone, the, the, the social meteors, the X, the Twitter people are literally, you know, tearing him apart. Uh, apparently he has some joke about. Uh, woman abuse or something? What is it? He let me. I don't. I don't want. I want to come correct when I say this. I let me just reiterate. I I did not watch the special. I'm not a Matt Rife fan. Not that I say I hate Matt Rife. I just I've never watched any of his crowd work clips or any of the things he's gotten famous for. So I, you know, why would I watch his special if I don't watch anything else? You know. So Matt Rife. Let's see. Domestic violence joke. He's got a... Here we go. So this is just like... Matt Rife's joke about domestic violence causes controversy. Comedian Matt Rife opens Netflix special with domestic violence joke. Comedian Matt Rife mocks backlash to natural selection special. Um, Matt Rife ignites backlash over domestic violence joke in special. Matt Rife tried to impress guys with his misogyny. It backfired. Okay, so these are just some of the headlines... I'm seeing here. I got a fart. Hold on. Oh, yeah, baby. Woo. Protein fart. Some bulking up. Ooh, that smells pretty bad. Jesus, like Christ. I uh, hope I don't fog up the camera lens here. Um, Yeah, like I said, he did some domestic violence joke. And then I guess, you know, a lot of people were complaining about it. Offended. And he put something on his story, I believe, where... He was like, hey, it's comedy. If you get offended, uh, go click this link. And the link was apparently a link to like uh, a website that sells special need helmets. So then, you know, then now, now he's got more backlash about that. All right. So here's my opinion on all this stuff. Not that anyone's asking, but um, this is the one thing. I constantly think about and talk about with other comedians about blowing up on social media. Like Matt Reif got famous from doing crowd work clips where, you know, it's like 
people heckle him or he engages the crowd or it's like girls just just saying, you know, heckling him that they want to fuck him, yada, yada, yada. And then he deals with the hecklers, right? So he gets famous for all this stuff. And then he actually has a comedy special. Where I think I believe it's just material. I don't think he's doing this crowd work in his special. And it's just not what people know him for, right? So they know him as like girls being like, ah, man, I want to fuck you, man, gargle your nuts. And he goes, whoa, trip, right? I, I think that's what it is <laughs> from what I understand, right? And, you know, the, you know, the people that like it are like, yay, he's a comedian. And it's okay to heckle comedians because girls, you know, or whatever, just heckle. Who gives a fuck? He's a guy. He's hot. He's got veins on his bias. Fuck him. Just yell at him. That's totally fine. You can deal with it. Just deal with it. You're going to heckle. Deal with it. Whoa, it's so entertaining. So they just know him from that, right? And then he does a special where he adds actual material and all these fucking TikTok fans are just people that thought they were liked him. Don't like him. It's like, yeah, it's like if you enjoy watching people yell at a guy that they want to fuck him and he has to like laugh it off. He's basically like like a clown. Like I'm I'll listen, like, I'm not calling him a clown. Like I'm, call, I'm it's, it's like a jester, right? I, I'm the same thing. It's like if I go up there, like I watch stand up clips all the time myself getting heckled and then I'll post them and then people will be like, dude, people really like fuck you. And it's like. Yeah, I can deal with it, but it's also like weird. It's like I, I'm up here and people like just think they can yell at me, and then I'm just showing people yelling at me like I'm a fucking idiot, you know? It's like who would do that? Who would go up there and just be get their like, show? Who would who would be voluntarily show people disrespecting them? You know? So anyway, so all these people uh, that are fans of him just see this. They see this. Sh- it's not even stand up. It's crowd work stuff. And then they, 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 that's what they know him for. So now he's, uh, he's, now he's doing a monologue, right, of jokes. And, you know, these people are watching. It's like, like, and he's making jokes about domestic violence. So all these girls that are like, wait, the, where's us, where's girls screaming at him and him dealing with it? Or now he's making jokes about women getting domestically abused. Oh, this is bull. And what it really is, and listen, I haven't seen the special. I don't know any of the, I don't know what domestic violence joke it was. But it's like comedians joke about dark shit. That's what stand up comedians, like real stand up comedians. And I don't know Matt Reif that well, but I've met him before. And I know he was a comedian for like 10 years before this crowd work shit blew up, right? And from what I know, the time I've met him, and from like the time from other people is that he he's just like a regular stand-up and regular stand-ups have dark minds they have uh, dark senses of humor and uh they make jokes about shit you're not supposed to talk about in real life that's that's what it is right i didn't hear the joke i don't know what the fucking joke is i don't even know if it's funny right if it's not funny what are you gonna do i i, I don't know but it's like everyone's so like fucking outraged and i get it I get it from both sides. It's just like you you came to see, oh, let's let's look at the hot guy. Let's let's look at this hot guy be abused, you know? It's just like all these fucking commercials. Every white guy in every commercial is a fucking goofball, right? You know? They're dropping the plate, they're slipping on ice, right? And it's just like 
is this the only way <laughs> is this the only way that like Matt Rife can blow up is is from he's hot but then and then people just heckling him and then him having the the you know to to fucking roast him you know like it, it it's just fucking hilarious that like um he's basically it's not what they thought he was that's what it is you know they thought he was one thing from the crowd work clips. They watched his special. It's not the fucking thing. If he, if he just did a whole crowd work thing, if his whole special was just him doing crowd work, no one would give a shit, dude. No one would give a shit. Everyone would love him. Everyone would. But the fact that he's actually doing or, you know, attempting to make jokes, I don't, like I said, I, I, I can't say if it's good or bad because I haven't seen it. I'm not going to watch it for fucking any kind of research. I'm never going to talk about this after uh, this podcast. But it's like, I don't know. It's just so... It's just so predictable. Like, when I saw all this stuff come out, it's just like, yeah, dude, like, he's a comedian. What the fuck do you think comedy is? And it's so funny. It's like, I see some of these people, like, you know, if you want to watch real comedy, watch this. And it's like Mike Birbiglia or, like, this, uh, just, 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 I don't know. Like, they, 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 they kind of divert. It's like another comedian doing something. It's just like, dude, it's, everyone's different, you know? And then people are just so fucking mean, man. And it's just on Twitter. It's I think it's a it's I try to remember like it's just a small group of people, right? Like if I if I go on Twitter for ten minutes, I read hate comments about Matt Rife. I've only seen like twenty five people out of the you know he's just selling places out for like ten tens of thousands of people. You know what I mean? It's just the this loud group of people that are just so fucking just mean like I don't I just like I've always I can't comprehend this like it's like you know people are literally writing like oh like thanks for making the unfollow button easier to click or like oh I never thought he was funny or like oh he's some he's a misogynist and like it's disgusting and if you like him you're a piece of shit it's just like who who is like really who really feels the need to go online and voice that opinion if you really were bothered by what he said do you have to like do you have to get in your fucking sewing circle of hate and like contribute your fucking opinion online? You know, like I, I don't I just don't understand what the what the purpose is. But anyway, so, you know, he does jokes as every comedian. Listen, this is if I ever become famous, this is going to happen to me. I'm telling you, man, it's like if I become famous for anything other than my stand up comedy material. This is what's going to happen to me. I guarantee you, you know. This is why I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm always like, uh, I want to blow up on social media, right? And then I do all these Chinese mom, Puerto Rican things, dad jokes that are like cleaner, friendlier. But it's like, I'm also aware that if you, if I just post that and I don't post my stand-up clips or post me cursing in some of my like, like stand-up clips, people are going to just assume, they're going to come to see me and they're going to think I'm some sort of fucking half Chinese, half Puerto Rican influencer that's gonna dance or something up there you know and like I, I it's like important for me so people know what they're getting into so um what was my point here anyway so it says here matt rife tried to impress the guys with his misogyny it backfired it's like I, it, how do you know that i love that it's just like oh it's like these people i i i've completely summed up what he's i've, I've summed him up i've summed him up i know exactly what his intent was. No. You know what his intent was? He got famous. He got offered a Netflix deal. And he's like, here's the material I wrote. I'm going to fuck. It. I got to get my fucking 
money. That's it. He's doing it. And listen, I don't like if the material's good or bad, I don't know. But he just did whatever material he leaves. I mean, he just had a special come out like a year or two ago, right? It's probably, if I already guessed, he had a special come out last. Didn't he have a special come out like this year? So he's got a whole new hour? I don't think so, all right? He may be good looking, but he's, he's not fucking. A, no one, doesn't matter how good looking you are, like no comedian can turn over fucking two hours in a year and have it be that good. He just got offered a shit ton of money. He's riding this wave. Of course, he's going to fucking put it out, right? I could be wrong. It could be great material. I haven't seen it, all right? But this whole thing, like, he's trying to impress guys with his misogyny. It's like, I don't know, man. It's 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 always like this. I mean, like, I remember when Schumer was big, they knocked her down. And, you know, a lot of people say there's, like, good reason for that. I don't know. I don't know Amy Schumer. I don't know. And I've never seen her stuff either. When, um, who else... That they put up and knocked down. Louis C.K. built him up, knocked him down. It's a really weird thing in this society. We like people just like, you know, you should have seen it coming. Like he, you, he, he, you know, he he gets. Uh, I'm sure he knew too. Even Chappelle, Chappelle, Chappelle show. Then he quits, knocked down. Right. Then he has to fucking go out and do stand up again. He gets knocked down because he does trans uh, trans jokes and stuff. But it's like at this point, it's like you know, solidified himself as like, you know. A guy who is edgy. He's not like this, like, you know, people know him as that guy, you know? So there's really no surprise. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, Matt Ruff tries to impress guys with his, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man, let me tell you, let me tell you something, all right? From the, from the fucking, most of the comedians I know who are mostly guys, um, none of them, none of them are really, none of them, none of them are like, uh, what do you call it? Looking to be impressed by Matt Reif. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, th- mo- most guys that end up watching Matt Reif stuff are brought to the show by his girlfriend or they're like shared it by like another girl, you know? And then you're like, all right, yeah, okay. If you want to go, I'll take you. All right. Or I'll go and make sure you don't try to blow him after the show. Like, that's all they're doing. They're not, they're, none of them are like, yeah, let's get this fucking guy to, to laugh at me, you know? I got a lot to say about this, not having watched it one second. I'm, I'm like doing a book report on a book I didn't read right now. <laughs> but this is just like, this is just like, it's not. It's not anything different, man. I mean, it's like every comedy special is like this. Like when Chris Rock special came out, it was all just like, you know, every, every, what is this? U.S. Weekly. These are just the articles I'm seeing on my computer. Time, U.S. Weekly, Variety, Glamour, New York Times. It's all just like all these news articles. Same, same, same outlets. Just like Chris Rock's out of touch. He's old. He sucks. He's a racist. He's a misogynist. He's transphobic. He's it's just all this. He's out. Of, he's just like, and it's just like I watched Chris Rock special. I thought it was fantastic. All right. So it's like none of this is uh, surprising. Like there, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm not. I, I, I will bet my left nut, left nut, that there is not one positive article about this, about his special. Not to say that it's not good, 
but it bec- it's because it's not culturally politically correct because he made that fucking joke and people thought he was this just hot dude that gets heckled and does crowd work. No one is going to write any article defending him. And that's the sad fucking thing about stand-up. You know? It's an art form that doesn't have really much popularity unless you do it where you just completely tackle you know, the right. You know? So, man, it's fucking crazy, man. It used to be a thing where it's like if you attacked, if you just spoke your truth or... Or, and listen, again, it's like I didn't see Matt Rice special. I didn't. I don't know what the fuck the joke was about he did. But it's like it used to be a time where if you said the shit, if you made fun of the whatever, people loved it and respected it. Now it's the opposite. Now if you make fun of things, people just uh, want to just, like, com- just get torn down. Every comedian gets torn down. Isn't that wild? Every comedian will blow up and get torn down because they just do what comedians do, which is joke. They just start joking about the topics that you're not supposed to talk about that. You can't talk about that. That's sacred. Knocked down. And it's going to happen to everyone. Every comedian gets like Joe Rogan, right? People are trying to knock him down. Shane Gillis, he gets knocked down. Just literally any comedian. It's, 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 I, I, I don't, has it ever been like that? I guess it's always been like this, right? No, I guess not. I don't think Seinfeld's ever been knocked down. Or uh, Larry David's never really been knocked down. But it's like, if you're a comedian, it just comes with the territory, man. Something you're going to get, you're going to blow up for something. You're going to have an audience. And then, you know, you're going to, you're going to do a joke, which is like not socially acceptable. It's so funny because I, I do this bit on stage where I talk about how like, if you get offended at a comedy club, it's like falling in love at a strip club. You know, it's like people don't like you walk in the club. It's supposed to be a it's supposed to be a different atmosphere. And for the most part, when you go to a club in a live show, you get it, you feel it, and it's a great time. And then you understand why you can't take the context of what's in the comedy club in live performance on video on stage. Like you can't, you could never share. Most shows, almost every single comedy show I do. Even if I'm not the only comic on there performing, if there's other comedians on there, if it was recorded and like played on like 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 just streamed the entire show, you know, we'd all we'd all be canceled. And you know what? No one in that room thought it was bad. I guess what I'm really trying to say is like I don't know. I didn't see the special. I don't really, you know, I'm not a fan. I'm not a hater. It's just sad to see. Yet, it's like, when I saw this controversy, you know what it made me feel like? Here we go again. Deja vu. Another comedian does comedy. And uh, people want to take him down for it. But this one's extra interesting because it's like, you blow up for one thing and you just actually do this. You actually just do a stand-up special and like a normal stand-up special. And... um. Yeah, it's like it's like if you blow up on um, the dry bar, you know, all clean material. For those who don't know, dry bar is like a stand-up comedy platform of all clean material. It's like if you do a dry bar special and you get famous, and then you do a regular special, 
that you self-produce and then you curse and you're dirty and then people are like, what is this? Blah, blah, blah. This is unacceptable, unbelievable. Go, 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 go. It's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. But I will say this. All the people that were fans of his that actually like this, those are true fans. And you know what? Honestly, I'm sure Matt, you know, is probably smarter than I am, but it's like, no, he knows this. It's just like, hey, this is just, you know, this is what it is. And that's how I feel too. Like if I have people come out and see me because I make all these Chinese Puerto Rican jokes and then they come see me and it's 10 minutes of Chinese Puerto Rican jokes and 50 minutes of other material. If they don't like my other 50 minutes, they didn't, they didn't really like me anyways. You know, you know, one thing I do know is that you guys like me. <laughs> There's no way you wouldn't like me to hear me just babble on every single week for about 40 minutes, you know? So I appreciate you guys. And, um, that's the end of this week's freebie podcast. Again, if you want to see an extra 10-ish minutes of podcast, please sign up for my Patreon. I'm doing this new thing on the Patreon exclusive where I kind of like recap what I learned in therapy that week. I'm calling it This Week in Therapy. It's called TWIT is the acronym, which is kind of funny. Um, but yeah, $5 if you want to see uh, see me get a little more open and personal about what's going on in my life. And um this weekend, I'm in Washington, D.C. at the Comedy Loft. Please come out. That's a great club. I had a great time out, great time last year. Please come out. If we can sell tickets well, um, I can do the bigger room in the club. Right now, I'm in the basement uh, room. But uh, please come out. And then December 8th and 9th, I'm in St. Pete Beach, Florida, which is pretty close to Tampa. I got a lot of people on my email list from Tampa. So if, you, if you're there, please come out to the shows. And that will do it for my 2023 tour dates. And then I'll just be in New York City doing shows. Hopefully, I've got uh, two new cats. I'm thinking about getting two cats now. Uh! And um, keep watching. YouTube.com slash James Camacho. Let's get that watch hours up. And I uh, appreciate you guys. Touch on